Hello and welcome to the Heights Baptist Podcast. My name is Lee and I'm one of the pastors here at Heights. Our mission here at Heights is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And so what we attempt to do is to come alongside of you in your faith journey and give you some resources and tools to help you take your next step of faith. And so one way we've designed this podcast is to look at matters of faith and culture and theology and see how that can have a practical uh, help in your life to help you grow as a believer in Jesus Christ. Or maybe you're just coming to this podcast and you don't know Christ as your Savior, then our hope and prayer is that by the time we are finished here together today, you'll come to believe that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life. And so we want to thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And uh, Pastor Matt, you're back with us. This is episode 52. Nice. And uh, we're just chugging like right along on that. It'll be in no time at all. We'll be right at 100. It'll, yeah. Yeah. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. <laughs> And then for episode 50, like we said, there was no balloons, no, no parties. Balloons, no. Maybe we'll get balloons for episode 100. We'll write it down. That sounds good. <laughs> so we are almost finished with this Names of God uh, series that we've been doing. Uh, we are in episode six of that, or number six. And last week, uh, Pastor Jonathan was in your seat and, and did, a, did a good job. And we talked about how God is our, our God of peace, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, how that looks in our everyday practical life. And so I encourage you, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, because I, I believe that episode's really going to help you. If you know of anybody right now who may not be a peacemaker in your life or you're struggling to be a peacemaker, uh, that episode episode will, will really help out a lot because, of course, we see a very blissful, peaceful world everywhere we turn right now. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But another thing we need is righteousness, and that's what we're going to talk about today, how the Lord is our righteousness. And, and so we've always kind of started uh, each of those names of God with the Hebrew name and where we find that in the Old Testament and then trying to make some applications throughout Scripture. And so where do we see Lord is our righteousness? All right. So the name we're looking at today um, in, in the Hebrew would be Yahweh Tzidkenu. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that last word right or not, but this is as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, it's important. And it's important to remember, like when we're looking at like Hebrew words and how we pronounce them in English, like it, remember, it's, it's a it's a really old language. Right. It was written down thousands of years ago. So you just try and get close and yeah. don't, don't stress about it, you know. But yeah, so Yahweh Tzidkenu. So the uh, the um, it comes from the word uh, tzedek, mm -hmm. which is which is the Hebrew word for righteousness. Mm -hmm. And then when you put that enu um, on the end of it, that, that's that's the way of saying it's it's a plural. So it's our, it's you know saying it. So it's it's righteous. The Lord is our righteousness. Mm -hmm. And of course, Yahweh being the the proper name for God, the co covenantal way for God. And, and this actually comes from. Um, Jeremiah chapter, is it 23? 23. Jeremiah 23, 6. Yep. And, and so you're, you're at the tail end of um, Israel's history as a nation. Mm -hmm. They're about to be conquered by Babylon. Babylon is literally at the gates. And Jeremiah is the prophet who sees the end of, you know, uh, of Israel be, being a nation that's located in Jerusalem before they go into exile. Yeah. And so he's seeing the very last years of some of the real kind of corrupt kings and some of the really morally bankrupt leadership mm. some of the you know the corruption and the double dealing and yeah. the, and the and the being unfaithful going after other gods um and so so there's this prophecy um and and so if i'm going to start reading in verse five behold the days are coming declares the lord 
And of course, as I'm reading here, the Lord, that's um, Lord in all caps. And so mm -hmm. that tells us that in the Hebrew, that's, that's Yahweh. That's Yahweh. In, in, yep. in Yah when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell sec securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness, mm. or Yahweh said canoe. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And when we think about righteousness, though, and we're talking about the Lord is our righteousness, I think it's important to define what we mean by righteousness, you know, because we're kind of in a culture where we say, well, your right might not be my right. Right. My right might not be your right. And so how do we, when we say the Lord is our righteousness, how do we define what righteousness is? Right. Well, uh, this sounds like no duh, but <laughs> the way I think about it is righteousness is doing what is right. Right. Okay. But, but the question that you're, that you're diving into is how do we determine what's right? If I have something that seems right to me and you have something that seems right to you, which one of us is right? Right. Right. <laughs> and the answer is God is the one who's right. Yes. Right. God is the standard by which we measure what mm -hmm. is righteousness. And that's because God is internally consistent. In other words, the righteousness is one of God's attributes where he always does what he says he's going to do. Yeah. He, he always acts um, cohesively. He always, he's, he's, there's no duplicitousness in God. There's no deception in God. There's no lying or double talk or double speak. You know, I think in um, James chapter one, you know, mm -hmm. with, with God, there's no uh, variation or shifting shadow with, yeah. with God. What you see is what you get. He's always going to be true to himself. He's always going to be true to his nature. So that means that whatever God has declared righteous is what is right. Right. And that's how we follow him. Yeah. You know, the, the, the good news about the God that we serve is, is that he is not a God who says, do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. You know, all mm -hmm. of us as parents have had those times where we've had to say that to yeah. our kids. Yeah. Look, dad messed up. This is what I did, but I'm telling you to do Dude, better. Right. I mean, I've had yeah. those moments. I'm sure you've had, you know, you've got a couple boys. I'm yeah. sure you've had those moments where it's like, okay, this is what we're supposed to do. Dad didn't do it perfectly. Yeah. Dad's sorry. Dad needs grace and forgiveness, you know, right. but, you know, but, but we don't serve a God who's like that. Yeah. We serve a God who always does what he says, who always keeps his promises, is always consistent with who he is, mm -hmm. and therefore he is righteous. And so he is to be our standard for righteousness. No, that's good because one of the things we've said through this series uh, that hopefully our listeners have picked up on or, or may go back through and, and watch these episodes is those names reflect the character of God. Right. And so when you think about righteousness, you brought up that's one of his attributes. He's always going to do what's right is that righteousness comes from his holiness. Because he is holy as the chief attribute, therefore he's always righteous. And so he's always going to show perfect love, perfect grace, perfect justice. You know, because he's holy without sin, therefore he's always righteous in what he says, does, think, acts. And I love the way the psalmist says it, Psalm 119, verse 142, your righteousness is righteous forever. You know, and so he's not just righteous in this one situation, 
that you may be in your life. He's always righteous, you know, from beginning to end, you know, eternity. He will always be righteous, you know. So how do we, though, in our culture, we can come to people and say, well, yeah, the standard of righteousness is God. How do we, though, still interact with people who go, no, (laughs) I think my righteousness is still the right, you know, because that's even sometimes among Christians, we have that problem. Yeah, it's true. It's not just an unbelieving world, but sometimes it's a believing world where Mm -hmm. uh, a thought we might have or a decision we might make kind of butts up against God's word or what God has said is right. And we go, "Mm, I don't know, Lord, how would you encourage people on this, you think? Well, I mean, I think the first the first step is to admit that there is no one righteous, not even one. Mm, mm. I mean, I, I, I think I think you got to go there, and and I, and I think I think if you're dealing with an unbeliever, yeah, I think if you if you're having that conversation and you get them to sort of be honest with themselves, right? You know, a, a lot of people te- I, I see a lot. You know, as I read people's social media posts, people tend to be, I think, overly optimistic about about human nature. Sure. Like people are basically good. We're like, no, we're basically bad and we're really broken. That's why we need Jesus. Yeah, and we hide on Facebook that we're good. Ex- yeah, <laughs> totally. But I think if you if you sit down with somebody one-on-one and you get them to kind of like really kind of to dig deep and be like, no, like yeah. we're, we're all broken. We're all, you know, we're all missing the mark. Right. You know, we're not, no one, none of us is righteous. And that's why we need to trust in the Lord to be our righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, and that's, that's, that's what Jesus is all about. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's good because that's where I think we have to start people is where they go, you know, and you, you brought up Romans three, no one righteous, no, not one. Uh, that's Romans three ten, And you can drop down a couple of verses into 23 for we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So we all miss that mark of God's perfection, God's holiness, God's righteousness. And so we, we have to help people to understand that we need somebody else's righteousness on our behalf. Right. Because we can't be good enough, right enough, if you will, to have a relationship with God you know, because we're always going to fall short. Um, and it, it, it always amazes me. Uh, I love to do it kind of jokingly because I've, uh, it's, it's a mean setup that I do. But to ask that question, like, you know, how, how many of you think you could go an hour without committing a sin? <laughs> and sometimes people's hands go up and how many 30 minutes you know, hands go up five minutes you know I, I could go five minutes without committing sin how many could go a minute without committing a sin you know a lot of hands will go up in the audience and then I'll always tag it with okay now we're going to talk about people's pride <laughs> you know because that's that's who we are I mean we I, I mean I fundamentally know like there's no way that I, it, Lee's righteousness falls way short of, of what God expects and what God wants. And, and, and so therefore we need somebody else to come in and, and to do something within us. And so let's, let's pivot to that person and, and let's go to second Corinthians chapter five. Uh, Cause one of the verses we were talking about off, off camera is verse 21. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what is that, that verse talking about? And uh, Paul says in second Corinthians chapter five and in verse 21, we're talking about, um, well, Paul's talking about the ministry of reconciliation. Right. He's saying that, you know, we're the ambassadors yeah. on behalf of Christ and what yeah. Christ has done. And, and, and this is a, this is a passage that, uh, Martin Luther talked about and he called it the great exchange, mm-hmm. you know, and he's talking about, you know, what happened, what happened 
at the cross. You know, yeah. what is it that Jesus did for us at the cross? And um, in verse 21, it says, for our sake, he, that's God, mm -hmm. made him, that's Jesus, uh, to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. You know, so, so Paul is, I mean, he's, he's echoing back to what, um, what's written in Jeremiah mm -hmm. when we, you know, the whole idea is that like, okay, y'all are not righteous. Right. You know, it's, uh, you know, in, you know, read the Psalms, you know, nobody's, there's no one righteous, not even one, you know, we need God to be righteousness on our behalf. Mm -hmm. You know, the good news about, about what Jesus did is not that we are suddenly going to be righteous people. It's that we're trusting in Jesus to be our righteousness. Right. Jesus says, I will stand in your place and be perfect for you. Yeah. You know, and that's what, and that's what's, that's what's great uh, about the gospel, you know? And so, so, you know, J Jesus, you know, he comes, he enters into human history. He lives, um, he lives for 30 years. He's tempted in all ways, you know, that we're tempted and yet he, he is without sin. Mm -hmm. And so when he, that's one of the reasons why when he's able to go to the cross, yeah. you know, he's not paying the price for his own sin. Right. He's able to pay the price for our sin because he didn't have any sin that he had to pay for yeah. because he is like the living embodiment of perfect righteousness. Do you want to know what it means to live a righteous life? Look at Jesus, you know, yeah. and uh, Paul says, you know, be imitators of me as, as I'm an imitator of Christ. And mm -hmm. that, that's the whole idea. When we want to be followers of Jesus, you know, you have a question, you know, what does it mean to be righteous? You know, that's a churchy word. We don't use that. Yeah. We don't use that word outside <laughs> of church. What's a righteous thing to do? Yeah. Look at Jesus, right. you know, be like Jesus. Like, yeah. like you talked about, you know, perfect love, perfect grace, perfect justice, perfect yeah. mercy. That's how we want to be. That's how we want to model ourselves. Right. But it's a, it's it, that righteousness comes as a gift that, that Jesus gives to us, right. that we get from it's God. It's not something that we have to earn mm -hmm. and it's not something that we're able to achieve on our own. Yeah, and that's good because that righteousness that you know, you'd know you said, he became sin for us. So he didn't sin on the cross, like all our sin got put on him. And we gave him, and the way Martin Luther says the great exchange simply is he gets our sin we get his righteousness, you know, so we exchange those two things. And so when we think about being righteous, you know, and so there again, extending that righteousness out, making those decisions that are right biblically, saying the right things biblically, loving biblically, um, is I think we need to think about righteousness in kind of two stages here. It's number one, positionally, uh -huh. right now before God, we're righteous, you know, like God sees you as a believer in Christ, perfectly, positionally righteous. You know, yeah, we call that justification. It's justification, right? We've been declared, we've declared righteous. righteous. Practically, we're still working it out. And that's a process. <laughs> and that's a process. Yeah, and we, we call know. that sanctification. Right, that's the ongoing sanctification of learning to be righteous. Right. Yeah, you know, and so I, that's where I kind of want our listeners to think through today is it's not practice righteousness so that God will love you. God loves you. You are righteous as a believer in his eyes. Practice righteousness because that's who you are. You know, that's who God has loved you, declared you to be. So now I'm learning to live out that identity. And so just a practical uh, way I do this, um, I don't do this as faithfully as I should, but the, the other day in my prayer time, uh, I was just thinking through, 
uh, the day ahead. And I was just kind of, I, I know it sounds silly maybe to some, but I was thinking, okay, Lord, I have the mind of Christ. So help me think like a godly person today. Mm-hmm. Lord, help what I'm going to put before my eyes be righteous and good today. Lord, things that come out of my mouth, words that come out, help me to speak with kindness and grace. In my heart, if there's unforgiveness, help me to forgive. With my hands and feet, help me to be, you know, and so I just kind of in my prayer time move through all the parts of, you know, my head and my eyes and my heart and my hands and was just kind of praying through that that righteousness of saying, Lord, help me be righteous. Help me to live out that identity uh, that I have in Christ. Yeah. I really like I really like what you said about that when you talked about, you know, this is not me trying to be more righteous. Lord, help me better reflect what I already am. Right. Because I've already been declared yeah. righteous yeah. because of what Jesus did for, did for us on the cross. And so now let my life, let my walk, better reflect my identity mm-hmm. which is which is in which is the righteousness of Christ yeah you know one of the things that has been a really big um, a really big really big kind of in my thought over this past year is learning to to live with uh, incremental change and progress mm-hmm I'm a person who very much like, I want everything perfect now. <laughs> I want everything wrong, right. right yeah. And I want it done by the end of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm very, you know, I'm very like, I, I'm the guy who writes the term paper the night before, you know, yeah. I'm, I want, I want it done right away. I don't want to, I don't, you know, and so learning how to, to not, you know, think about all of the ways in which I'm still falling short, but learning to be like, okay, my goal is to be more like Jesus than I was yesterday. Right. You guys good. You know, can I love my wife and my children better than I did yesterday? Can I be more faithful, you know, in my, in my vocation than I was yesterday and kind of just kind of being willing to accept the fact that this sanctification is a process, right? you know, and I'm I'm not going to get it perfect right now. Mm -hmm. None of us are, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to continue working on this and we're going to keep, we're going to, you know, we're going to fix our eyes on Christ, we're going to keep our eyes on him and we're going to continue to follow him um, and, and try and do better, you know, and, and, and follow him more closely today than we did yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's that's a good way to think of it. And I want our listeners, though, to be careful because there are times where I, I think of the same thing, man, Lord, help me to be better today than I was yesterday. But some days I'm not better today than I was yesterday. Right. I might be worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bad Monday carried over to a bad Tuesday and it just snowballed on down. But the thing we have to remember is that doesn't change who I still am positionally before the Lord. Right. You know, at the, at the end of the day, I'm still one of God's kids that he loves, that has been declared righteous. And so I I know it's kind of hard for people to maybe conceptually get, but it's kind of like we've already won the game, but God's like, go play. Mm -hmm. You know, go play at it. I mean... You know, you, you already won the, he's, he's like in the locker room. He's like, hey, you guys are going to go out and play in the Super Bowl. And guess what? You're going to win the Super Bowl. I just need you to go out and play the Super Bowl. Just do the best you can do. <laughs> like, but you're going to win, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jesus was the MVP, by the way. You know, he's yeah. the most valuable player on the whole team. He helped you win. But it, it's just kind of that, that mentality where I think sometimes we can beat ourselves up because right. maybe we don't see the progress in our righteousness that we want to see. Or it's uh, not happening as fast. Or it's as we not want happening to. as fast. 
But we have to step back and be like, well, wait a minute, but positionally, God's declared me righteous because I have the righteousness of Christ in me, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I just need to step back and keep learning to love, love him and walk in that, you know, and, and that's kind of been freeing for me to think of it that way because I am a guy that, you know, is pretty competitive and, you know, I'll race you right now if you, you dare me to. And we'll, you know what I mean, like, I'm just that guy, like, and so sometimes I'll beat myself up of, you know, yeah, it's not happening as quick or I'm still struggling with this. Why am I still struggling with this? It's been so long. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to go through that exercise myself to say, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Here's who I am positionally before God. That doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and practically we can learn that righteousness over and over. So uh, that's good. Anything else today to kind of close up? Um, I think just remember to have our righteousness uh, be rooted in who God is. Yes. You know, and of course, and that means, and that means that we need to be rooted in his word. Yeah. You know, we we were, we were talking earlier about like, you know, okay, I think I'm right. You think you're right. Who's right. God is right. God is right. But the only way that we keep track of what God has to say about something is what he's revealed to us in his word. Yeah. You know, and so, and so if we, when you come to those places where you, where you have a a, a difference of, you know, I, I don't know what is right in this situation, what does the scripture have to say about it? Yeah. You know, and, and so I think just remembering, remembering to keep our righteousness rooted in, 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 in who God is, mm-hmm. you know, and what he's revealed in his word. No, that's good. That's a, that's always the right place to start being and end, you know, especially in those conversations that people are going to have of what's right, what's wrong is, uh, you know, as the believer, that's the authority. That's, that's where you land in, in your life and in all those conversations. It's in the Word of God. So that's great. Now, that's a good episode. Well, I appreciate you uh, joining us today for our, our talk on the Lord is our righteousness. And we want to invite you back next time for our, our final episode in our Names of God series where we're going to talk about the Lord is Almighty and what that means. And so if you are in our area, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning. Uh, we are in in-person worship services at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. You can also catch all of our online content at our Heights YouTube page, our Heights Facebook page. And until we see each other again, I hope you have a wonderful week and God bless.